Shows Wednesday morning, August 2. We're already in August, can't believe it. And you're listening to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Kazinger, with my co host, Pastor Brian Leversey, the only show in America, in the world, where you will experience the fusion of church and state. All right, so we got a lot on the agenda today. Um, some good stories, some bad stories, um, and just. Anyone watching the country, it's a cornucopia of good and bad and a whole, a whole lot of stuff that's, that, um, you know, if you don't know the Lord, pastors, it can be a little it's, bit frightening. It can be daunting, know? yeah. So, uh, anyway, but last week, let's just talk a second about, um, if you missed last week's show, we had Bill Federer on, the acclaimed historian. He travels the country and teaches uh, teaches our, Christ, our Christian history. Um He's like David Barton, like Stephen McDowell, who uh, had Stephen on the show once or twice, and uh, he's just a he's just a force of nature, and did a great job just talking about, you know, why America doesn't have a king, why in history it's always been kings, yeah, right? It's always been um, some kind of uh, some kind of uh, dictatorship. That's the na- that's the natural state. The mm-hmm. default position is uh, dictatorship, and he says in his book. Should have brought it with me. I forget. Uh, forgot to bring it. But uh, uh, he says that everybody has in their DNA a little dictator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's part of. Uh, I think that's part of the old man. I think that's. Sure. I think that's connected to. See, I had a th- when he was talking about that. There was a little theory that popped up in my mind about why kings had been so popular. You can't history. interrupt him. He's impossible. You can't to interrupt, interrupt him. So. But, but but there was a little theory that I had. Is this? You know, Satan isn't omnipotent. So, um, uh, and he's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not like God. Right. So, since he's not um, omnipresent, he has worked historically through world leaders. The Bible talks about these seats of power mm-hmm. that he's occupied. Uh, sometimes that's geographical regions, but it's always directly connected to somebody who's in rulership. And so, I think he primarily likes that to foster that sort of atmosphere because then then he does become essentially the dictator of a people group he he can position his his uh demon to or demons to infiltrate that leader and 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 really take control of that leader he can personally do that in some areas we know he for sure will do that at the end uh during the tribulation period with the antichrist so i I think this is part of his you know in in ephesians chapter number six it talks about how we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world so you know when when israel asked for a king I think they were playing right into the hand of Satan. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I, you know, because what, what came upon Saul all the time? An evil spirit from the Lord. And so we know that uh, that the devil likes to, 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 to really dig into to leadership, and he likes to, I think, control that way. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Saul was, uh, 
Saul was God's choice too, yeah. right? Yeah. And Saul was a catastrophe. Yeah. And everything after that, you know, David was was a phenomenal king, obviously, but he he made horrific mistakes. He did. Not yeah. not just with Bathsheba, but in numbering the people. Yeah. I mean, God took great offense to that. Yeah. And there was repercussions that, that it just shows you, you know, your sin doesn't just affect you, yeah. right? That's the princi- yeah. one of the principles. Well, look how many there. evil kings Israel had in comparison to good kings. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, Judah, I think, had some good ones. Yeah. Josiah, yeah. He- Hezekiah. Or is Hezekiah a book in the Bible? I always get to- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Second that, Hezekiah yeah, is one of my favorite all Yes, time it books. is. All right, There's- so go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Our jokes are, hey, it's yeah. Wednesday morning, it's hump day. You know, what's, what do folks want? How, how could your jokes be? They, you know, this is, we'll work They're on. lucky they're getting what they're getting. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the humility is. Yeah. Um, okay, so a lot going on around the country. I'm just going to uh, talk about a, a few things here, Pastor. I'm going to run this by you here. Um, there's a, by, by the way, the Boy Scout Jamboree. It's held every. I'm just gonna, let me just hit this one real quick. So, it's it's uh, uh, the jamboree is in West Virginia every year by the Boy Scouts. Yep. Boy Scouts started by a Christian. Let's like the YMCA started by a Christian, originally a Christian organization, and uh, and not so much today. So it's not the Boy Scouts anymore. It's the Scouts mm-hmm. because um, woke. You, you can't make a, it is woke. You can't make a distinction between male and female anymore without getting in a little bit of trouble. But but we do that because we don't care about getting in trouble. So this is what's happening. Boy Scout leaders. This is a Breitbart story. Uh, story. Boy Scout leaders invite LGBTQ advocates to Jamboree camp. The Boy Scouts of America Scouting Organization is inviting LGBTQ advocacy at its National Jamboree Camp in West Virginia. Uh, the advocacy was applauded by LGBTQ advocate Mike DeSocio in the Washington Post. There is value in the type of place it is becoming, where uh, one where any kid of any race or gender or sexual orientation feels at home. So, Boy Scouts are gone. Yeah. Okay. Never, and, and by the way, I love, and uh, we started this year, you started it, uh, um, Trail Life. Yeah. And and boy, it is really booming. We're and it's a, a Christian time. Boy Scout, it right? It is. It, it's a scouting program, but really what it is, it's a leadership development program for young men, and it's all centered in Scripture. And we've got uh, godly men that uh, are constantly, um, you know, leading and guiding in this program. And what it does is it takes these young men and, and, and puts them in uh, a place where they have a pattern for how to live as a man the way that God has called us to. And they do all the scout stuff. You know, they're tying knots and they're camping out and they're fishing and they're yeah. hiking. But it's all centered around scripture. It, we, we approach nature from a scriptural standpoint. Which is we, even better than, yeah. than Boy Scouts. It, oh, Boy yeah. Boy Scouts has a history. This is purposeful. And they that. probably did that. You know, my dad was an Eagle, Eagle Scout. My uncle, who's 83 now, was an Eagle Scout. Yeah. And, and th- these guys take that seriously. That was uh, yeah. a, a really great accomplishment. So that's been destroyed by the left. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the Boy Scouts is shrinking the article says here the current welcome for chaotic 
sexual diversity is being offered to teenagers at the, as, as the uh, scouting movement shrinks. There were just 15,000 scouts at the 2023 Jamboree compared to 40,000 in 2013. Wow. So 10 years, the Jamboree that's in West Virginia, I, I guess every year, I don't know the history of it, um, but uh, goes from 40,000 to 15,000. So they'll woke broke. Mm-hmm. They s- destroy everything they touch, whether it's yep. marriage or sexual identity or whatever it is. Uh, but um, so, get, you know, get get away from the Boy Scouts. I hate to say it. It's sad. But Trail Life USA, man. Uh, here they are. Here's a group that God's raising up. When my boy... Um, uh, my middle son, who just uh, we went up to this weekend to uh, upstate New York to hmm. Camp uh, Fort Drum and saw him off. He's yeah. got shipped overseas, and I can't say where because if I do, I, they put a chip in me and they'll kill me <laughs> if I say where. He, no, not really. But uh, so he got deployed overseas. But when he was when he was um, a teenager, he needed something like this, something mm-hmm. you know that that could. Uh, channel his energy yeah. so to speak yep. and i knew of trail life because i think they had visited the, the legislature but i had a little badge i had i got uh, my dresser from somewhere and i think it was there but so i was i called and asked him you know do you have something but there was nothing, nothing. within the uh, proximity of where we are yeah but now there is yep. right here at fellowship baptist church where we broadcast and they can call here yeah uh, so that's a that's a wonderful Wonderful thing, praise God! Because as we see, look, Boy Scouts are dead. Um, I don't see them coming back out of this. It's 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 awful. It's you know they, they've been around I don't know 100, 150 years, mm-hmm. whatever, and they've been training boys. Yeah. And boys have different needs than girls in terms of how they're trained and reared. And I think something needs to be said about that. With the the creation of sexes, male and female, was the innate creation of purpose for them. The the, the mm-hmm. sex helps to identify the purpose. So when you take something like Boy Scouts, which has, even in its own name, a dedicated purpose, boys connect with it and boys learn how to grow into young men. This is the purpose. Now you've utterly confused the purpose because you've eradicated the basis, the foundation for the purpose. Mm-hmm. And when it's no longer Boy Scouts and it tries to be Boy Scouts, it's going to fall apart. It's going to lose its identity, just like people are losing their identity, just like corporations are losing their identity. You you, you don't even know who you're marketing to anymore because you can't pin down a purpose. And why do people buy things? They buy things based upon the purpose. They, they, Mm. They live based upon a purpose. They move forward based upon a purpose. And this is what's happening with this identity uh, politics, this identity um, corruption, is, is people are losing their purpose. And, uh, it's becoming it's becoming just utter confusion. Uh, but the boys' club and the girls' club, you know, the boys' club, it used to be the same way. It yeah. was it was to take street street boys mm-hmm. and uh, make men out of them. And now it's it's just been it's it's nothing but murkiness. Now and it's sad. It's be, it's just uh, a lot of forces have come against it: feminism and and uh, political correctness. But um, anyway, Trail Life USA is uh, is rising. So Tim Dallard, let's just talk real quickly before we get to the next segment here. Um, on uh, just a report, Pastor. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but 
sound of freedom. It keeps rising. Uh, I was listening to uh, Jim. What, what's the Tim Ballard, right? Yeah. Tim. So I was yeah. listening to him being interviewed by Mark Levine last week, and uh, the guy's just what he does, man. It's just amazing. But he is uh, his life's dedicated to to rescuing these these kids and I, I, adults too, I guess, hmm. from uh, sexual slavery. And, and what happens to these girls is just, it's unspeakable. You can't really even believe. Uh, it, it, it just shows you how, how deep the heart, uh, how deep evil is in the heart of man. Yeah. There's, it's like it's, it's boundless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it is. So anyway, this movie, first week, Tim, it did phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Second week went down a little bit. Now Tim Ballard even said it's it's going, um, it's going uh, back up. Yeah. It's it's hitting what 150 million, close mm-hmm. to 150 million, and I don't think they ever anticipated that mm-hmm. kind of that, those kinds of numbers. No, but um, it's happening. And I believe it's going international this week. Yes. So 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 those are all th- th- those are all domestic numbers. So once it goes international, it's probably going to jump up pretty high. Yeah, that's a good point. So mm. Angel Studios, who's who's the studio? They got on the phone trying to find somebody that would take the movie. Everyone turned him down. Um, you know, it, it it was made in 2015, and mm. here we are eight years later. And they finally they found somebody. Uh, they acquired the the movie. Couldn't find anybody. No one would say, "Okay, yeah, we'll do this." Hmm. Angel Studios. I'm not sure who the owner is and all that, but um, so parent company Angel Studios announced on July 26. This is just a few days ago that the film would begin worldwide distribution and be shown in over 20 countries. Hmm. So you know, it's not a, it's not you're not going to hear the gospel in it. Unfortunately, you know, it's right. not. It's uh, it's dealing with a particular issue. It is. And it's does it well. It's a it's a, a fascinating movie. It's it's a a list actors, a list production, a list script. It's something that uh, I, look. I was I was tentative about going because I didn't want to see. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, you know, hey, we're going. So well, uh, and just go, go based on it. our previous conversation, thank God for men like that who will be men and stand up you know that's how god fashioned men to stand up and to protect and to yeah. to 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 be that kind of uh, example of redemption for for others sacrificing their lives and, and putting it down for the life of another and that's what he did Tim. and that's what he did he know. worked for uh, mm-hmm. homeland security and saw what was happening and yeah. said called his wife his wife said well we know we have to. He had like three thousand dollars in the bank. He wasn't a wealthy guy. Yeah. And she said, "Well, we know what we need to do. You got to quit and start saving these kids." <clears throat> and how the rest happened. Uh, go see the movie. All right. Um, that is it for the first segment of Voice of Truth. And uh, stay tuned. We got lots more when we come back.
portion of today's programming on Praise FM has been brought to you by an underwriting grant from Levitt Funeral Home. Levitt Funeral Home is the area's only locally owned multi-generational home. Five generations of the Levitt family have been personally involved in serving our community. So, a family can always do business with someone they know, someone they can depend on. Levitt Funeral Home can offer information about grief resources, ideas on planning a funeral or a memorial service, information about our products and services, and ways to bring family and friends together through our online obituaries, email condolence program, and information for families about the Levitt Family Center. Levitt Funeral Home is celebrating 125 years of serving the Valley with two locations in Parkersburg and Belpre. The phone number for Levitt Funeral Home is 422-6459. We are thankful for John and Stephen Levitt of Levitt Funeral Home for supporting listener-supported Praise FM Radio. A portion of today's programming on Praise FM 103.9 and Faith Talk 1450 is brought to you by Reno Refinishing. Reno Refinishing is a locally owned and operated furniture repair and refinishing shop. Mike McKenzie, the owner and operator of Reno Refinishing, has 25 years of experience in furniture repair and restoration. Reno Refinishing is available for a free quote to strip and refinish a favored furniture piece, fix a broken table or chair, or bring a family heirloom back to life. The motto of Reno Refinishing is, no job too big or too small. The phone number for Reno Refinishing is 740-376-0342. And their before and after pictures can be seen at facebook.com slash Finish. We are thankful for Mike McKenzie and our friends at Reno Refinishing for their support of listener-supported Praise FM 103.9 and Faith Talk 1450. Hi, this is Brian Leversee, Senior Pastor here at Fellowship Baptist Church, and I would love to invite you to come and worship with us. Our services are Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then again in the evening at 6 p.m. We have our Sunday school programs at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 p.m. Exciting things are happening at Fellowship Baptist, and I would love to see you there. God bless. All right, welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. Got my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey, and uh, we got some uh, great stories. If you didn't, um, if you didn't hear last week with Bill Federer, the whole hour was basically Bill Federer just just telling us, telling our Christian history, and That's telling good. why uh, kings are bad, and uh, America changed that with. Uh, with the Constitution, which we seemed um, just seemed determined to destroy, but uh, praise God, man, God has given us a great country, and mm-hmm. we still have a lot of freedom, and we are blessed. You know, I was thinking this morning, I, I, I was having breakfast, and I was thinking, you know, I like to think, thank the Lord for the little things. So I have mm-hmm. cereal and put fruit on. So thank you, Lord, for my cereal. Thank you for the bananas on my cereal and the blueberries on the cereal, and thank you for the coffee and thank <laughs> because we have. We are we are blessed and exponentially compared to the rest of the world and especially the the third world, yeah, right? That's right. Because because we are a nation that honored God, and that's just the fact. That's yep. just the fact. And Bill, Bill Federer. So how 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 can they hear that, uh, Tim? Uh, well, well, uh, well. Podcast, can, right? Yes, yes. So podcast is um, Voice of Truth with Mike with um, with a Mike Azinger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, forgot my sheet today so all right so go to that folks and listen to bill federer or uh go to his his website american american minute.com and uh, buy his stuff 
help support him, man. Uh, uh, he's he's uh, learn art history. You know, I have a theory, um, Pastor, that if the whole country was taught every generation our true Christian history, we would have none of the problems that we had today yeah. in terms of, of, of buildings being burned down and and all the uh, Antifa riots and BLM. Because we would be we would be monolithic in our in our belief mm-hmm. in a Christian. Um, uh, in, in God and in the Word of God that that founded our country, that founded the West. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, that's why it's being attacked. I mean, it's not yes, like that's right. just some random reaction. That's a it's a purposeful strategy over time to attack and deconstruct America and to have us forget our history. It, that that's the thing that you find echoed all throughout the Old Testament. What God told His own people, the, the children of Israel, do not forget me. Do not forget my law. Do not forget how I delivered you. Do not forget how I've been with you. He, there's a lot of do not forget. Why? He says, uh, uh, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that... Forget God. Forget. Yeah. Forgetting is not... It, it, forgetting is something we do by nature, mm-hmm. right? We have to have lists. We have to have reminders in our phone or daytime. that forgetting he's talking about is a purposeful turning away. And, and this is a plan from uh, Satan to have people forget God. Any any nation that's so when he when and that word forget isn't like oh it's not forgot like, to oh, read my oh, Bible. Okay. No, oh, to it's it's the same forget like when God forgets our sins. It's a purposeful oh, okay okay turning away. It's a it's an ignoring essentially. Okay, so it's not like oh uh, oh it, uh, yeah yeah okay very good. Um, so Gallup poll out. And uh, we'll start with some bad news here. <laughs> Got to see the reality of the landscape, the uh, the uh, uh, spiritual landscape of our country, and it it's not heading in the in the right direction. But there are uh, good things going on. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute too. But Gallup has new data on the religious beliefs of Americans. Belief in God is down. <coughs> Excuse me. Belief in God is down in recent years to about eighty-one percent. Hmm. That's wow. stunning. That is. Belief is higher among blacks than among whites, among Republicans and conservatives than among Democrats and liberals, among married people than among unmarried people, hmm. among middle-aged adults than among young adults. Here are a few paragraphs from Gallup's own summary of its data. So listen to this, folks. Belief in God, this is from Gallup, belief in God has fallen the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum. That's liberals and, and Democrats. We're not being political here, but that's I'm just reading what they said. These groups show drops of 10 or more percentage points comparing the 2022 figures to 2013 through 17. So mm. this is a comparison of last uh, up to last year, 2022, uh, compared to just five to, to ten uh, years before. Mm. Most other key subgroups have experienced at least a modest decline, although, listen to this, conservatives and married adults have had essentially no change. Wow. Marriage. That's it. That is. The groups with the largest declines are also the groups that are currently least likely to believe in God, including liberals at 62%, young adults, that's our that's our 
challenge here, folks. Young adults, 68%. Democrats, 72%. Belief in God is highest among political conservatives, 94%. Republicans, 92%. Reflecting that religiosity is a major determinant of political divisions in the u.s so if you're a conservative in your beliefs you know look i don't tell i don't say i'm a conservative i i'm a i'm a christian conservative because my beliefs are based on on scripture you know i understand that man is fallen Mm -hmm. primarily right Mm -hmm. god made the earth in the beginning god created god made everything the heaven and the earth um and then just go on from there. Just mm-hmm. base your beliefs. Just take one book, Genesis. Right. right? With the, the creation, fall, flood, and the Tower yeah. of Babel, right? That's Believe it. those. And and everything, will. you will not be a Marxist. That's it. If you understand that man has fallen, and you... You teach Is this it? and hit on this all the time. If you believe that man has fallen and that you have a fallen nature, Marxism will not take root in a country where that's a uh, model F in terms of its uh, our belief. Because you realize that that can't produce a utopia. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of the yeah. promise that Marxism delivers is, oh, we'll all come together. We'll make everything equal. Human and, nature is fungible. And, yeah. Uh, uh, that we can create. And that's why that's why in Marxism, uh, they end up slaughtering millions that's of right. people. Because, no, we're oh, not Oh, you're not on it. the team to, to bring the utopia I want to bring. Yeah. So then you got the king again. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that's what Marxists do. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these Marxist nations have have killed over the last century uh, over 100 million, 120 million, you name it. And when you hear a figure like that, okay, so what? But then if you start telling the stories of what they do and how these uh, people like, um, you know, Solzhenitsyn's book, he talks about how uh, these these people were forced off their family. It was the family farms mm-hmm. That's it. that fought. And said, "No, we're not selling our farms. No, this is ours." They were the, the Christian believers, and they're the ones that uh, that Stalin sent uh, his henchmen after and stole their farms. And yep. they wandered the countryside, eating bark off trees because right. they were starving to death. And they would end up uh, going into these areas and and um, creating these gulags, these prisons that uh, dotted the countryside, and they would. Go in the middle of the night and kick doors down, drag people off, and take them to the gulag for almost nothing. Yeah. You know, for a slight criticism of the nation, or just because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they would just create slave labor, and these were these were hell holes. Yeah. That's what Marxism brings. That's what, what that's what happens when you forget God mm-hmm. in terms of nope, we're not going to believe in. Uh, Genesis one one. We're gonna just believe that. Hey, look, we can create, like you said, a utopia. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do that, and uh, let's see how that works. Well, how it works is uh, Mao, who was the worst at it. You know, he he, what, he could have killed eighty million people. How how do you do that? How mm. where do you put these people? Where do you how do you kill that many people? Well, what people don't understand is that same spirit there is the same spirit behind climate change. It's the same spirit mm. behind what, what you saw in aspects of COVID. Any of these types of areas where people have the solution to hey, we're going to create the utopia, we're going to save the world, we're going to be the saviors of the world, yeah. and if you're not on our plan, then you're the enemy of the world. So that's why you had this very spiteful enemy attitude during COVID. You had the very spiteful enemy attitude in the climate 
control groups is because you're not getting on their their game plan for how to save the world their way and then they they villainize you and when they villainize you that's why we have this term cancel culture today we we play around with it we 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 in america right now it's not gotten to the point where you know, politically, it's starting to where, where people are mobilizing uh, law enforcement and going after others, and you know that's it's really starting to look like a banana republic in some ways. But but personally, we've been, but that that's what happens. That's what happened in Marxism. That's what happened with Mao. That's what happened in all of these countries that forgot God, that tried to create their own utopia, villainized the population, and then cancel culture becomes killer culture. You know what? What was the Holocaust? It was cancel culture of the Jews. Mm. Um, yeah, the the gulags. What was that? That was cancel culture of that population that wanted to farm their own land, that wanted to be their own people, that didn't want to fall in step with the utopia that a king wanted to create. So, so this is what happens with that that spirit. That's it. Okay. Um, so let's do a little good news story here, Pastor. And this is. Um, uh, 36,000 young Christians gather in St. Louis to find purpose and identity. You were Mm. talking about purpose in God's Word. So this is a story from, uh, I don't know where, a guy named Anthony Cash. North American youth face a growing identity crisis. Over 300,000 American teenagers identify as the opposite sex, while drug overdoses and suicide are the leading causes of death for younger Americans, claiming over 72,000 young lives Hmm. in 2020 alone. And he says, as loneliness spreads among Gen Z, uh, these social contagions are fueled by declining numbers in church attendance nationwide, especially among young people. Surveys Mm -hmm. by Gallup and Pew show that increasing majorities of millennials and Gen Zers do not belong to a church or attend services at all, and a sizable minority are now religiously unaffiliated, hmm. leading one writer to question if Gen Z should be called Generation Atheist. Hmm. It's curious, isn't it? Yet, in the midst of these problems, many youth have found purpose and identity in something greater. 36,000 teens and young adults from across the continent gathered last week for the NAYC, North American Youth Congress, a biennial event that seeks to inspire young people to find purpose in faith and community service. Um, The teenagers and young adults who attend gave us hope for the future. Um, So anyway, they come and they are... uh, Uh, Let me just give you a little description here. Thomas described the event as a counterculture in that we try not to allow social trends to mold or shape our thinking and belief, and uh, stating that biblical holiness protects against gender confusion. That's Mm, a great statement. That really is. Biblical holiness protects against gender confusion. That's right. How you were born is how you were intended by your creator to be. Uh, So this is one of the speakers. God did not put a question mark after your DNA. God put an exclamation point after your DNA. The Word of God says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't let the world erase how God made you. So Hmm. there you go, 36,000 youth, and the story goes on. But uh, this is in uh, 
This is in St. Louis. Um, so he says, purpose and identity can be found in the Word of God. That's absolutely hmm. right. There is, is no other, other place. Your, true, your whole identity is found in your Creator. Hmm. Um, and that's that's what we got to, we got to get our young people back to and reach reach them. All right, what do we got, Tim? We got 20 till. Let me see. Let me just... Uh, let me just give another another uh, feel good story. Uh, there's good things happening. We're winning some battles out there, uh, and here's one of them. Uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at this this post this morning, Pastor. Let's see what you think about this. This is a, a gonna rabbit trail here a second. Somebody posted something that Dave Ramsey supposedly posted. It was on digital currency. Um. So I'm just going to run this by you and just, yeah. I don't know if it's Ramsey or not, but it was interesting. And Digital currency seems like an irresistible force to me. It's, it seems mm-hmm. like one of those things. It's just, man, there's no stopping it. Yeah. Um, so here's what no cash actually means. This is a, a, attributed to Dave Ramsey. It sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> you ever hear the, see the Babylon B? uh, uh <laughs> Get on him a little That's bit funny. <laughs> because Dave Ramsey's intense. Yeah, I like Dave Ramsey. I think he's done great work for the Christian community. But when Babylon B um, mocks you, it's it's good. <laughs> you can do. Yeah. All right. A cashless society, Ramsey says, means no cash, zero. It doesn't mean mostly cashless, and you can still use a wee bit of cash here and there. Cashless means fully digital, yeah. fully traceable. Fully controlled. I think those who support a cashless society aren't fully aware of what they're asking for. A cashless society means. Now listen to these. Uh, Tim and Pastor. Tim, I'm interested in your take two being a generation down from me. If you are struggling with your mortgage on a particular month, you can't do an odd job to get you through. Your child can't go and help the local farmer to earn a bit of summer cash. No more cash slipped into the, into the hands of a child as a good luck charm or from their grandparent when going on holidays. No more money in birthday cards. No more piggy banks for your child to collect pocket money and to learn the value of earning. No more cash for a rainy day fund or for that something special you've been putting $20 a week away for. No more little jobs on the side because your wages barely cover the bills or put food on the table. No more charity collections no more selling bits and pieces from your home uh, no more cash gifts uh, from relatives or loved ones and he goes on and on I could I, I mean there's banks have full control of every single penny every transaction you make is recorded all your movements and actions are traceable access to your money can be blocked at the click of a button mm-hmm. see that that's the biggest part right there is you can't be your own bank anymore. I mean, right now, technically, you can still be your own bank. But you're, 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 you're controlled. Can, you, can, you know why? Why, why aren't you? Uh, why aren't you uh, going full blown with with the whole environmental movement? And right, you know, yeah, we're going to dock you now. They, they did this in Canada with those truckers. You remember that where they yeah, shut they, down their uh, yeah. their and, accounts? And, I just saw also where Canada uh, put some preacher. 
yeah. up there. Oh yeah, in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just a couple more. You will know. You have no choice but to declare and be taxed on every dollar in your possession. The government, <laughs> no cheating on your taxes. That's the worst one, right there. Yeah, yeah I can't <laughs> cheat anymore in the world. The government will decide what you can and cannot purchase. If your transactions transactions are deemed in any way questionable, you'll be have your money frozen. So mm-hmm. why aren't you giving uh, to you know the Planned Parenthood? Why aren't you giving to uh, all these leftist groups all over the, the country? Why aren't you giving to those? Well, um, we're going to control your money, and uh, that's. That, so that's the essence of his of his article, mm-hmm. and I don't know for sure if it was Ramsey, but it sounds like well, Ramsey. All, all this is very biblical. I mean, we understand that the Bible speaks of a setup for the government and for society where you basically have to have a cashless position. It's got to be a one world type currency. You, you can only buy, sell, and trade based upon if you have this yes. mark. So, yes. I mean, this isn't you know ground shattering, groundbreaking stuff. We act like, oh man, this is really going to happen. Yeah, it's really going to happen. The Bible says it's going to happen. It's just stunning to watch it happen. It, in is. Our generation. it really is. Praise God, yeah. though, man. You know yeah. uh, that we were we were born for such yeah. a time as this, right? So we need to stand firm for not just for not for conservative values, mm-hmm. for the Word of God mm-hmm. and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who we stand for. Um, okay, so just a, a quick story. I just want to, how much time we got here? I'm going over on it, Tim. Um, all right, so let's cut out real quick. And then when I get back, I'm going to talk uh, uh, about a victory um, and, a, and a lawsuit that's great. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. And then um, we'll probably finish up with... Um, a story uh, from from intellectual takeout. Our buddies there on uh, on children and Marxism, hmm. it, but it's good. It's really good. This is the Voice of Truth Radio Show. We'll be right back. A portion of today's programming on Praise FM 103.9 and Faith Talk 1450 is brought to you by Reno Refinishing. Reno Refinishing is a locally owned and operated furniture repair and refinishing shop. Mike McKenzie, the owner and operator of Reno Refinishing, has 25 years of experience in furniture repair and restoration. Reno Refinishing is available for a free quote to strip and refinish a favorite furniture piece, fix a broken table or chair, or bring a family heirloom back to life. The motto of Reno Refinishing is, no job too big or too small. The phone number for Reno Refinishing is 740-376-0342 and their before and after pictures can be seen at facebook.com slash Finish. We are thankful for Mike McKenzie and our friends at Reno Refinishing for their support of listener-supported Praise FM 103.9 and Faith Talk 1450. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. We got uh, one segment left. Um, so, right before we broke a minute ago, I was telling you about a story that uh, the Christians won, <laughs> which seems to be uh, a diminishing, um, a diminishing reality, but. You know what? The truth is, we're, we we do win quite a few mm. quite a few victories in court, and because of great organizations like the ADF that I'm about to talk about, which is Alliance Defending Freedom, it's a Christian group. 
started by a um, great believer. Can't think of his name. I heard him speak at a Barton conference, but he's phenomenal. So here's the story. A Christian student has won a legal settlement at the university she attends uh, after they tried to silence her. And three liberal, this is the best part, and three liberal professors will have to undergo free speech training as a condition of the settlement. (laughs) So they're the ones that have to to be indoctrinated. Is that great or what? It's always us getting into, uh, okay, we're going to, what's it called uh, when they force the indoctrination on you? I'll think of it. But in this in this case, the, the, the liberal professors have to go. I'd like to know who's going to teach that class. With <laughs> I, w- I would love to be a fly on the wall. And I would just, uh, they should they should film that. Yeah. And they should. Uh, I'd watch it. Put, oh, I, I would <laughs> love to see it. As Life News previously uh, reported Maggie DeJong's lawsuit against officials at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville came after it tried to evade responsibility for violating DeJong's constitutional rights. While a graduate student at Southern University Art Therapy Program, DeJong, like many other students, posted materials to her social media accounts, sent messages to fellow students, and engaged in class discussion on an array of topics, including religion, politics, critical race theory, COVID-19, and censorship. But because DeJong's views, informed by her Christian faith and political stance, often differed from those of other students in the art therapy program, several of her students, little Marxist, turned her in. Hmm. Said, I oh, can't do that. So she got in trouble for it. And long story short, she sued, and the ADF, Alliance Defending uh, Freedom, won the case, and uh, they have to pay, university has to pay $80,000, and uh, these three Marxist professors have to go to sensitivity training, or whatever you call it, <laughs> they're going to be in class together, uh, and... I would uh, I would just give my left arm to be <laughs> to be in that class to watch that. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing. That is great, isn't it? And maybe you know, maybe uh, maybe these professors will come out with the right thinking, you know. But uh, there's professors, uh, just a large majority, and 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 by the way, these universities across the country are losing students because because they're they're uh, Making men feel like idiots. Mm-hmm. Boys aren't going there anymore. Uh, they're going into trades now. Yeah. This is an awesome thing, really. Yeah, it is good. And West Virginia University is losing a bunch of students, yeah. losing a bunch of money, and uh, they're going to come to come to us, I'm sure, and say, you know, look, we need we need more money. Um, but um, I hope I I hope I get to be in that committee where they do that. But, uh, you know, they're going to lose, I don't know, I think they said like 5,000 students in the next five years or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, when you have 30,000 students, that's a pretty significant it is. decrease. And that's yep. a lot of money that goes with it. But look, qu- quit quit indoctrinating these students. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to, uh, and... and uh, 
Well, give them something of value too. I mean, uh, Mike Rowe um, from the from Dirty Jobs, I think, is what he's most famous for. He's done a lot of great work on trades and the revival of trades and yeah. um, how people are going back into it because there's value. You can actually get paid and not have to go into a lot of debt to to yeah. learn how to earn a living. Yeah, I and, mean, you want a philosophy major and come out with a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a house payment coming yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. With with an unmarketable knowledge yeah. degree, uh, you know my boy's goes to WU. Um, he's got a semester left. He took industrial engineering. the The engineering classes they aren't. That's not where the indoctrination is because it's math, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's in the it's in the uh, philosophies. Yes. And the, yes. Yeah. And arts and the, you know liberal arts programs. Yes. Yeah. So, but you know. Um, they, they, um, they're losing students, and I, I think it's I think it's a great thing. All right, so here is our final story of the day. This is uh, this is a good. So intellectual takeout. Our buddies there. Uh, one of the founders of intellectual takeout was is a uh, uh, graduate of uh, Hillsdale College, Annie Holmquist, who's one of my favorite, hmm. probably my favorite author from intellectual takeout she's left them uh recently gone elsewhere but her stuff is so is so pro-family and um this one is too so this one's called children are our ticket out of the marxist mindset Mm. and the story that we just read in the past segment talked about families Mm. being the answer to everything, right? Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. God's institution of the family. And if we had families, we had strong families, that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that killed us in our in this country is no-fault divorce. Yeah. Look, you just want to get divorced, get divorced. Didn't used to be that way. Yeah. Didn't used to be that you could just, in America, you could just pell-mell get divorced. Um, because the the... The Americans understood, the culture and society of America understood that the future of America and its strength was founded on the family, which is rooted in Scripture. Yep. Uh, the other week, Britain Olympian Laura Kenny announced that she was expecting another child. The announcement in the BBC Sports section caught my eye for two reasons, Annie Holmquist says. First, that this child was being welcomed into a married two-parent home. And the second, that Kenny was so anxious and eager to see her baby arrive safely. Hmm. In this day and age, both circumstances are anomalies. For most celebrity babies are born to parents who go through partners like a revolving door. And many women, particularly successful high-profile ones like Kelly the uh, Olympian here, seem to believe that having a child will pre uh, permanently ruin their careers. Hmm. Unfortunately, babies and children in general are low on the list of value uh, valued items in society. My home state, for example, Minnesota, is close to enshrining abortion rights in the state law. Many young adults across the country have also decided that they are better off without children, continually delaying them in favor of yoga or road trips, Peachy Keenan writes in The American Mind, it's a book, unknowingly setting themselves up for later years of loneliness and, and neglect because they keep put, putting it off. And these poor ladies, uh, 
want their career and and uh, put off having baby, and it becomes too late. Yeah, there's a That's point right. where you where, where gals can no longer have babies. Yeah, and then they it, it's it's heart wrenching and sad to see uh, it, to hear these stories, but it it, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the whole feminist movement, the whole feminism of, yep. of uh, but that's another story. All right, so as much as we might like to blame young people and rail on them for holding such negative attitudes against children before doing so, we should take a step back and ask ourselves where they get got such ideas, given that the younger generation has been steeped in Marxist ideology at school and in society. It's not hard to realize where to lay the blame for a rejection of life and children has been a prime component of Marxist-leaning groups for many decades. Mm. And this is why. Former communist spy Whitaker Chambers testifies to this fact in his autobiography, Witness. That's one of the two best books I've ever read in my mm. whole life. Whitaker Chambers was phenomenal prose. Mm. Unbelievable writer. Former communist spy Whitaker Chambers testifies to this fact in his autobiography, Witness. One extreme group, Chambers says, among the communists held that it was morally wrong for a professional revolutionist to have children at all. He writes, they could only hamper or distract his work. That was one of the penalties of being a communist. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. Doesn't it? Uh, While Chambers admits he didn't entirely hold such views, he did assume he would never have children because of his involvement with the communists. So here, Whitaker Chambers uh, grew up in a, I think, a Quaker. He he grew up in just a a working-class home. He got sucked into Marxism as a young guy and uh, became a full-blown Marxist and rose up and... uh, and this is what well, the main way, listen to this, the main way, Pastor, that he came out of Marxism, because Marxism, by definition, is a godless, atheistic um, movement and, and ideology. But he was he had kids, which they weren't supposed to do, as Holmquist says, but he was fe- feeding his baby girl, and he looked, uh, she was in a high chair, young baby girl, and he looked at her little ear, hmm. and he thought, there's no way that's an accident. Hmm. There's no way. He looked at his baby girl's ear and thought, there has to be a God. Hmm. He had children. And children, uh, as Holmquist says, are are what would uh, bring us out of Marxism. Because, I, you know, families and, and children, um, God said, be fruitful and multiply, right? Yeah. And you have a family, you have kids, you're most likely not going to be an atheist you're most likely not going to have views antithetical to scripture we we found in church planting and in and now pastoring for a number of years that children are usually the number one motivator for a young couple to get back into church or to come back to the lord wow there you go um so that's what that's what let me just make sure i didn't miss anything Anything else on this? Uh, but um, I lost it here. Hang on, folks. So if you want to uh, read the article yourself, we're kind of out of time here, but but it's called Children Are Our Ticket Out of the Marxist Mindset. Anytime you see a story by Annie Holmquist, she's, she's great, and she, reads, she writes on stuff. Uh, she's a believer. 
and she writes on stuff important stuff like this. You know, th- this is why I love intellectual takeout. They just address. Hmm. Where else do you see an article that says you children don't. are the answer to refuting Marxism? Yeah. Something simple like that. You yeah. don't have to. You don't have to be a genius to understand all the points of countering the Marxist ideology. Have kids, yeah. and then you understand intuitively <laughs> <laughs> because of natural law written on the heart of man by God. You understand that. That it is uh, of Satan, mm-hmm. and it certainly is. Okay, we done, Tim. We are done. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. We'll be on. Uh, the show will be is taped and will be played Thursdays at five, Saturdays at three, and we always have uh, go live Wednesday morning, and then Thursdays at five, Saturdays at three. Have a great day, folks. A great week. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I will choose to listen. Boy